In a culture of highlight reels and Instagram aesthetics, it's easy for our walk with God to turn into one big performance for everyone else, instead of an honest seeking of Jesus for ourselves. But in this podcast, we're going to read through the Bible together and also get real and talk about the joys and struggles of being a Christian in this day and age. Because, well, why? Hi guys and welcome back to the Why Not Podcast with me, Connor JC, and I have to say I'm so excited for today's episode and I hope you guys are too because we're going to be talking about prayer. Like, is prayer the P word at the moment? Because it's been coming up everywhere from questions that you guys have asked me, which we'll get to later on, but also in conversations I've been having with friends and I've been praying for my prayer life a lot recently and I've been asking a lot of people to pray for that for me because honestly... I find it so easy to get into the word compared to praying. And that really should not be that way around. Prayer should be something natural. We're all good at having conversations with ourselves or with other people. And prayer is just a conversation. But why do we find it so hard talking to Almighty God? Uh, I think it's because, you know, we don't really see prayer in the way that God sees prayer. But anyway, we're going to get into that today. So I hope you enjoy. There's a book at the moment that I'm reading called Enjoy Your Prayer Life by Michael Reeves. If you guys want a copy of this, then let me know and I can send you one. They're currently on a good deal and I wouldn't mind buying a couple and sending it to you guys because it just really is amazing. It is like 46 pages of pure conviction and it's a tiny book as well. It will literally take you, let's say, half an hour to read, if that. Anyway, there's one bit in particular that was just like chapter three, write in, okay, I'm sorry. He says this, while I'm saying that it's great to define prayer as the chief exercise of faith, basically in chapter two, he talks about how prayer basically is the chief exercise of faith. And that's kind of like a thing that John Calvin said. But he says this, my first reaction to this is to think, oh, my Lord, how faithless am I? In one sense, your prayer life is disgustingly revealing. It does reveal who you really are for all your talk and theory of faith. You can affirm the truth of prayer and know that God is good. Your prayer life reveals how much you really want communion with God and how much you really depend on him. I stress it does not tell you about your security as an unrejectable child of God, but it does tell you very accurately how much of a baby you are spiritually and how much of a hypocrite you are and how much you actually love the Lord. Thus, if your tendency is to think you're rather wonderful, just remember your prayer life. Yet, yeah, don't be dismayed. Yes, it means you need to start at the beginning in learning how to pray, but if prayer is the chief exercise of faith, then of course you're naturally rubbish at prayer, because you're naturally lacking in faith. If prayer is the chief exercise of faith, then of course everything, the world, the flesh and the devil conspires against prayer. This means that you're not the odd one out in your struggles with prayer, and it's not your secret shame which can be the crippling fear. You're just a sinner, naturally inclined away from faith and prayer. We're all sinners. And you know who the friend of sinners is? Jesus. Wow. When I say wow, like someone call an ambulance. Someone call an ambulance. Yes, for me. If you know, you know. But yeah, it just straight out of the, out of the gate, he was just like, brah, 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 woke up and chose violence. But it's really true. One time in a sermon, uh, I can't remember if it was my pastor or assistant pastor, they said, what does your prayer life say about your relationship with God? 
Because as Michael Reeves says, like, you can know all of this theory, all of this theology, but if if prayer is the kind of exercise of our faith, if prayer is the way that we show and live out our faith in terms of how we relate to God, in terms of how we depend on him, like, what does that say about our faith and our relationship with God? When I heard that, that one, that one's, that one was a, that was, that was a strike to the neck. That really was. And honestly, like, still, my prayer life just, sometimes it's either lacklustre or it's just non-existent. And yeah, it's one area that I really need to grow in, I really want to grow in. And chances are you probably do too. Prayer has meant kind of different things to me growing up at different times. Like when I was a child and I went to like a Roman Catholic school and a Roman Catholic church like when I was younger. So you'd kind of recite words off a page. And for me, like that's what I thought prayer was. Like you have a bunch of words that some old dude writ about like however many years ago and you just recite them and God hears. And I guess at one point I considered God as like, okay, well, I want this and you'll give it to me. So, hey Jeannie, how are you doing? But that really is not who God is. And I've seen a lot of comments recently just online and in conversations where it's like, well, you know, if God is real, then why doesn't he answer my prayers? I think that's kind of a, a, a twisted way of thinking because it puts us as god's boss we become the karen and we're just like uh, excuse me like you haven't filled up your daily rota of answering my prayers where's that tv but yeah that is kind of what we think of prayer like we think that we kind of say okay i want this i want this now i want this in this way and god is just expected to deliver but i think we completely miss out on one who we're praying to and two, what prayer is. A conference that I went to recently, okay, y'all are gonna get so mad at me just constantly referring and alluding back to conferences that I've been to. I mean, it's just been a busy time of year. Well, I mean, it's, it's only January. It's just been, it's just been wild, okay? But they said something like, prayer isn't us kind of telling God things that he doesn't know already. It's us just coming to him as children come to their father. And I found that beautiful. It really is. And it's such a privilege. Like, it's such a privilege that we have to pray. When we pray, we're coming into the presence of God. And if we know your Old Testament, for the Israelites to get into the presence of God, there was this whole ceremonial sacrificial system. And even still, it was only a select group of people that could go into kind of the tabernacle and it was only a specific type of person that could go into the holy of holies and that was the great high priest and he was there to like make intercession for his whole people and only that like once a year but we can receive forgiveness and we can talk to god anytime any place because of jesus and i think once we start there then we really start to see prayer in a different way we start to see god in a different way and we just start to marvel at Jesus because, you know, in, in Hebrews, Jesus is called our great high priest. And we also learn in the Bible that Jesus is making intercession for us. And all of that just puts a whole different spin on prayer. But yeah, so that is kind of like what I wanted to get onto later. But I, I, I've gone done and said it. But kind of going back to what my experiences with prayer and what prayer has meant to me throughout the years. When I first became a Christian, 
like I kind of prayed but everything was just done like in my head it was in my head and my thoughts are, like sometimes I pray it sounds stupid and I've said this before and people just laugh but like sometimes when I was like running out of words or I didn't really know what to kind of say even in my head I just like project images or just start thinking about the situation and kind of knowing that you know because you know the spirit intercedes for us I was like well the spirit understands what I'm saying right now but I always found praying out loud so hard at my church we have a evening service which is kind of like a prayer service and once you become a member you're kind of like one of the people that prays and the microphone comes around and stuff that frightened me when i tell you praying out loud was not something that i ever kind of did even even alone like i didn't pray out loud and the times that i prayed out loud was when i had like a written script to follow and like that's fine i can read words off a page but you know when you're authentically just praying to god and you're just telling him what you're thinking and feeling and you're lifting different things up to him in prayer like having to do that in front of everybody else with a microphone hello like not me but yeah i was always super scared and i feel like when it comes to corporate prayer we focus so much on everybody else's response to our prayer instead of who we're praying to instead of just authentically coming to god in prayer and asking him for things knowing that he is not going to not answer because of how good or how bad our prayer was but because of who he is and you know like we've been reading about that recently in in matthew's gospel in fact let's turn to there again so matthew 6 5 and when you pray you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others truly i tell you they have received their reward but when you pray go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you and when you pray do not heap up empty phrases as the gentiles do for they think that they will be heard for their many words like wow this is kind of coming off the back of a talk that i listened to recently just about these verses but you know when we pray we're not praying for other people and those who do pray for the like applause of others they will get their reward like they will get their claps they will get their praises they will get everything that they wanted they didn't really want to pray to god they didn't want anything from him but they wanted to be seen by others and others will give them that validation others will be like you know that prayer was just and that prep that prep like you're gonna be having people talk about you from monday to friday that's not what prayer is and i find that super comforting because especially when i pray like in different contexts i mean even now i am not that good at speaking like properly i'm good at like being able to prepare and then speak but just on the fly speaking my mind and pray that is not my thing at all like at all like in in these podcasts i kind of have bullet points that i follow just as general pointers and even still if i had to do this if you saw me doing this in person you'd be like is that connor like nah that's not connor i think a lot of people think i'm a lot more confident than i am especially when it comes to just public speaking but this these verses just give me a lot of confidence and a lot of just peace and joy because you know 
prayer is something between us and God. And corporate prayer is amazing. And it's amazing being in a room and praying to God and worshipping him together. But just remembering the fact that prayer does not depend on how good or, or how bad. Like, God isn't a genie, for one. But God isn't, like, a magic spell. You don't have to say these words in the right order or say the particular words in order for him to listen. God listens. So I just found that amazing. And that was kind of my experience with prayer for a lot of my kind of baby Christian years. My prayer life is still a work in progress. Honestly, I go through periods where I don't pray at all. I kind of pray when I know that I need to. And when it comes to my own kind of quiet prayer time, I just struggle. But it's something that the Lord is growing me in. And it's been really awesome kind of finding different ways of kind of praying and thinking about prayer but also different ways that I hold myself accountable and build up a routine and stuff not that routine kind of makes prayer what it is because as John Calvin says prayer is the expression of our faith so I guess I have areas to grow in my faith and in my kind of knowledge about who God is for me to develop my prayer life and I, I do have to say like <laughs> I think I got to the stage where I was so like annoyed at myself for kind of praying wrong, inverted commas. So spontaneous prayer, let's talk about it. When I'm walking down the road and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna pray, like I've got nothing to do, like I'm gonna spend some time with God, walking, praying, and suddenly my mind just just is distracted by the smallest thing. It could be like someone across the road, it could be the aromas coming from Taco Bell. I, I could be thinking about alien conspiracy theories and then suddenly I'm like, oh wait, Father, sorry, forgive me. Is that just me? And I think that that happened so much to the point where I was like, okay, well, I'm just not going to do that because it never works. Instead, I'm just going to try and dedicate some time for prayer. But, you know, that kind of goes against what scripture says. Like, prayer tells us to pray unceasingly. And in fact, I'm going to read a little bit more from the Michael Reeves book. So he has something to say about praying at all times. If prayer is communion with God, then it can take many forms. We have different sorts of conversations with our friends and families, from texts and emails to rambling chats late into the evening. Similarly, we don't need to try and fit God into each day, that is, to see our prayer life as something different from the rest of life. In fact, the danger arises precisely when you do think your prayer life is something separate. No. For the Son, everything flows from his communion with his Father, and so it should become for us. When you know that each day is already all God's, and that we have fellowship with him all the time, then prayer flows throughout the whole day more naturally. Then you find yourself intuitively praying through the day more, and without feeling the need to be hyper-spiritual and concentrated the whole time. For me, very often it's unclear whether I'm praying at a particular moment or working. It is both at the same time. Even in those times when I've settled down just to pray, almost every day I find that the Lord answers at least one prayer for wisdom and guidance immediately and I have to note it down or act on it before I can carry on praying. We have communion with God at all times. However, saying that, relationships only grow when you give each other quality time. And here's one way I hope what we've seen will improve your quiet times. When you default to thinking of prayer as an abstract activity, a thing to do, the tendency is to focus on the prayer as an activity, which makes it boring. Instead, Focus on the one to whom you're praying. Remind yourself who you are coming before. It's a great help against distraction and changes the prayer. That's just what happens in the Psalms. 
they constantly interrupt their own petitions to speak of the Lord's faithfulness and kindness. So should we, and persistently focusing again on him, then elicits more earnest and hearty prayer. I found that chapter just super, super encouraging. And it's just so true. I cannot recommend this book enough. I guess some things that have helped me in my prayer life, there are probably a lot better things than these. And I would really recommend talking to a godly kind of guy or gal at your church, preferably someone older, someone wiser, someone that's been doing this a long time. But these are kind of things that help me. So first of all, just setting aside time to pray, like specifically. So I made a kind of prayer diary and I have lists of things, so different prayer lists and pray for different people in different days, different countries in different days, stuff like that. I'm just a very like organized person in that sense. I need to have some sort of solid structure, which means that I need to work on spontaneous prayer more because that is something that I lack in. But I found that kind of disciplining myself to really set aside time for prayer and getting into the word which kind of go together, not gonna lie. So in your prayer time, kind of getting into the word and prayer and also getting into the word time, that should start and end with prayer, in my opinion. But yeah, so that's really helped me. What also I've done this year is I have like a prayer box. So every time someone asks me for a specific kind of prayer request, I write it down on a piece of paper, then dash it in this box. And when I get to kind of my daily prayer time and I have like an open spot or I know that someone needed prayer urgently, I just go through and I pray for kind of a couple of different things that are on that piece of paper. I find that so helpful. I don't know why I haven't done that sooner or thought of that sooner, but it's just really good because I'm the type of person also that I'm like, yeah, I'm praying for you. And sometimes I have to stop immediately what I'm doing and pray then and there. But sometimes if it's just in like a text message or like just something vague and just in my sinful heart, I'm just like, yeah, sure. And I forget. This has really helped me keep accountable to myself. And yeah, and it's amazing to like get rid of these pieces of paper when God has been faithful and others have been like, yeah, you know, God's really answered prayer. It's just awesome. Something that helps other people is having a prayer journal. I, I kind of like last year, I kind of did that. I mean, I had a journal and it was just for everything to do with kind of my faith and uh, parts of that were bits of prayer and stuff, but I've never really sat down and had like a dedicated 365 day kind of writing out my prayers that's not really my thing but if that's your thing then go for it i have a friend that's super artsy and she always like yeah she's just she's basic white girl christian abby if you're listening to this yeah that's you but i remember once i saw like your prayer journal and yeah anyway maybe, maybe that's why maybe that's why i just didn't do it because because yours is just better maybe you can make me one anyway now this is just turning into a voice note from a friend but okay, the next thing that I have down that have helped me with prayer is kind of having a structure for my prayer time. So I'm not sure if you've heard of the ACTS acronym. So it kind of just focuses on a different type of prayer. And this is just really a nice structure that I use. So A stands for adoration. So just kind of time of praise, like praising God for who he is. And I think it's really good in your prayer life to start off with prayer and thankfulness, praise and thankfulness even because it just sets the tone. And once you kind of stop and consider who you're praying to, it does put a lot of things into perspective. So in the C is confession. So just, yeah, your time of daily confession. I really recommend kind of having those daily times of verbally saying where you've fallen short because it's easy to not and just try and pretend that God has not seen, that God doesn't care. 
that you know if you don't say it out loud then it doesn't exist uh, it's really unhelpful and yeah i'd really recommend like verbally confessing kind of your sins that's that's something that i uh, have started doing recently and it's been really convicting it's been hitting my pride left right and center but it's it's made me more honest before god the t is for thanksgiving so just thanksgiving for just whatever's happened in the day i mean we should be people as christians that are just full of thanks and joy that's not saying that every day we should be having a massive smile on our face etc but you know we do have the most amazing news and that's jesus and there is always something to be thankful for even something is like something you don't even think about like living this side of the cross if if nothing else if you know jesus and you live on this side of the cross then we are so much more privileged than a lot of people in the old testament like just let that one sink in and the last s is supplications so that's when you kind of ask god for different things like in the lord's prayer the daily bread give us this day our daily bread and speaking of the lord's prayer i mean if you ever are asking yourself like oh how do i pray jesus is the one that taught us how to pray in in matthew 6 verses kind of 7 to wherever it is i think it's like 7 to 13 or something um jesus gives us kind of like a, a prayer that we can use and i'd really recommend using it the kind of act structure comes from this kind of prayer and yeah like never forget jesus has taught us how to pray i'd really just get into that whole chapter actually matthew 6 it's just amazing it is amazing listen to god's word more than you listen to me than your favorite christian whoever more than your pastor uh, yeah god's word god's word is sufficient i think in my new year's resolutions episode of the podcast i talked about how i wanted to kind of get better at prayer and just have more specific times and i kind of mentioned accountability and i had that eureka moment well i've kind of been trying to do this in practice I have started kind of praying with friends like in the morning, like early in the morning, just to keep each other accountable. And that's been really helpful. So find a prayer buddy, find a prayer buddy, keeps you consistent, helps you keep accountable. And yeah, it helps you kind of not hide the fact that you are struggling with prayer. Like with any sin, it becomes so much worse when you keep it to yourself and you don't kind of bring it before God or bring it before other people so yeah i think the last thing i want to say is be real like be real in prayer god isn't impressed at how eloquent our prayers are like right back again to matthew 6 just when you pray go into your room shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret don't heap up empty phrases don't be a hypocrite don't just just be you be real god knows exactly what you're going to pray for anyway he knows exactly what situation you're in he knows the desires of your heart pray just be honest i find that so hard what i find hard when praying is instead of like i'm gonna say okay lord i need help in this instead of saying actually i want this but i know it's wrong i want this i did this i know it's wrong but I normally like skip that awkward, like uncomfortable stage. And I'm just like, oh yeah, uh, I need help with this. And uh, actually it was, it was a friend that kind of mentioned that to me just in conversation with uh, another friend she's had in the past. And when she said that I sat there on FaceTime, like, 
oh, oh, that's me. And Helen, you're probably listening to this. Yeah, thank you for that one. That one really did uh, hit me, hit me where it hurts. But yeah, those are the things that I have to say about prayer. I just want to remind you once again that prayer is such an amazing privilege. We can come before God because of Jesus. Like that verse in Hebrews, um, for we do not have a great high priest who is unable to empathise with our weakness, yet we have one who was tempted in every way, just as we are, yet never sinned. Therefore, approach the throne of grace boldly, so that you may find mercy and peace at your time of need. Like, how amazing is that? How absolutely amazing. And just for some resources to do a prayer, I really recommend once again this book, Enjoy Your Prayer Life by Michael Reeves. If you go on the Desiring God website, and I think the Legionnaire website, they probably have a bunch of articles and podcasts and probably sermons about prayer. In terms of other books, uh, Prayer and the Voice of God, The Valley of Vision, uh, How to Pray, those are really good. Um, the How to Pray one is by C.S. Lewis. I can't remember who the other two are by, but I'll leave those kind of titles in the description. And if I find out who they're by, then I will put those in the description as well. But anyway, I think that we should probably pray to finish us off. So let go. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come before you as your children because of Jesus. We thank you that we have access to you, almighty God, creator of absolutely everything. And we thank you that you would listen and be attentive to your children, that you would care enough to listen. There's billions of people crying out to you every day and you hear and you act. We thank you, Lord, that you are a God who answers prayer and we do not deserve it at all. We pray that we'd be kind of patient. We pray that we'd be seeing prayer as what it really is and that we wouldn't be neglecting uh, to cry out to you in our times of need, in our times of joy, in our times of just every single time. Father, I pray for myself that you'd be growing me and I pray for everyone listening that you continue to be growing them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 There we go. That is it. But anyway, that is what I have to say about prayer. I'm sorry, I didn't get around to answering you guys' questions in this episode. Maybe next week we'll do a Q&A and you guys can send me in questions throughout the week. I'll put something on my Instagram story and see what you guys come up with. But yeah. On Monday, tomorrow, we're going to be getting right back into Matthew's Gospel, so stay tuned for that. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. So goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one.